Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We've got another special treat for you. We can't get enough of him. He was away. Now he's back. And we keep having him back because he wants to be back. And so... We'll have him on as much as he wants to call in. But Tom Jones of the Pointer Institute of Media Studies, longtime columnist for the Tampa Bay Times, and my partner on radio joins us today on this podcast of Sports Day Tampa Bay. Hey, just a reminder, uh, while we're chatting about big events here in the Tampa Bay area, the 18th Annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. That's happening this February 25th through the 27th. They've already erected that beautiful 1.8-mile, 14-turn track that uses the streets of St. Petersburg. It circles Pioneer Park, the Duke Energy Center of the Arts, and, of course, the Daly Museum. And then it extends onto the runways where the grandstand is at Albert Witted Airport. For information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. I wanted to ask you – Yeah. I talked a lot of quarterbacks here, but I I have to ask you about – the lightning. Um, but before we even get to the lightning, all I could think about was you when I heard this news that came out of the ether <laughs> to me. I was like, wait, what? Marty St. Louis, St. Louis, the guy that you wrote more words about than I think probably any journalist in, in uh, America or I think or Canada. that's true. You know what? I was thinking about that the other day when I heard this news that, that of all the guys that I ever covered in Tampa Bay, I was, that's probably the guy, Not I hate to say the closest to, because it's not like we were buddies or anything, but the guy that I probably knew better and had a best relationship with mm-hmm. more than any other was, was Marty St. Louis. Yeah, and wrote sure. more about him. Probably yeah, wrote more than anybody. Yeah, I actually went to New York right after he got traded and they were in the finals that year. Yeah. And he, it was really cool. Like a bunch of people were asking about Tampa Bay and being traded. And he's like, look, I'm done talking about that. I'm not talking about the, le-. and then he called me over after that scrum. He goes, if you want to ask me about Tampa Bay, I'll talk to you about it. Like, it was so cool. But talk to him about that. There was another one of my favorite stories of all time. I remember one time, I think I've told this before on the, on the uh, podcast, where we were, uh, they were practicing in Brandon. I was covering the team, and they were practicing in Brandon. And we just had one of those Florida storms that just came up where it was, you couldn't see. You were dry. I was about to get on the Gandy Bridge, and I literally could not see. It was raining that hard. So I had to pull off. And um, and I never made it to practice, so I called the Lightning, and I called Bill Wickett, who was the PR guy, and I'm like, hey, can you get me Marty? Because Marty was like on a 15-game scoreless streak or something like that. And um, and so Marty calls me, and he goes, hey, uh, where were you this morning? I was like, what? He goes, you weren't at practice? I got to call you? And I said, yeah, it was, it was really – it was raining bad. And I felt like just the biggest clown in the world. I'm like, yeah, it was raining. And he goes, where do you live? And I said, St. Pete. He goes – Pavel Kubi, and Kubi called him, you know, Pavel Kubi. He goes, Kubi lives in St. Pete. He was at practice. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, goes, so anyway, what do you want? I go, well, I know you haven't scored in a while. He goes, wait, but let me get this right. You don't make practice. I got to call you, and now you want to talk about why I suck for the last month and a half? You know? It's like, yeah, kind of. Why am I calling you? Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was, I, I got to, and then I actually got to go down to, um, 
after he retired, he was coaching his kids. One yeah. of his oldest kid, yeah. he was like 13 at the time, and he was playing in a tournament in Fort Lauderdale. And yeah. this was right before they retired his jersey and all that. So I went down there. Um, I had a time to do a story, and I, and I wrote about him being a coach. I never thought he would coach in the NHL, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't see this coming, and I, I don't know how many people did, but, I mean, all of a sudden, he, he's – and I know he's the interim coach right now. But he has and no plans. And that's a bad team. Oh, my gosh. They're horrible. I, I couldn't believe I looked at their record. I go, wait a minute. Do I, am I seeing this right? Are these guys know, only right? won, like, this many games? Like, eight. They've won eight going <sighs> in the, the other night anyway. Incredible. And and so he's, he's taking the worst team in the league, but he's also, like – this team means something to him emotionally. Like they're they're pulling out drawings when he was a kid of of, of himself drawing himself as a as a as a Canadian, um, you know, playing for them. And then now, Vinny Lecavier is going to be the assistant GM. You know, which which uh, that doesn't surprise me. I thought at some point Vinny would get involved. Now Kent Hughes, who is the GM, used to be Vinny's agent. I got to know Kent Hughes a little bit because he helped. Uh, years ago when Dirk Shad and I went to Russia to talk to Vinny and he helped coordinate that trip for us. Um, but it's, you know, the thing about the thing about Marty Rick is that if you would there was a point where if you'd asked me, would he be a good coaching NHL? And I still don't know if the answer is yes or no. We'll see. Um, I thought, you know, when he's just odd enough that I don't know if he'll be able to communicate well with other players, but, if, but apparently that's his strength at this point is they, he really knows how to teach the game. And I watched him. Look, it's a big difference dealing with kids. Yeah. I watched how he dealt with his son's team, his 13-year-olds. You know, he wasn't like a you know, like a crazy guy, maniacal breaking sticks. He was really cerebral, even with kids. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with how he handled those kids. And, and from all accounts now, it sounds like he's doing a really good job just in terms of communicating with players. Some of the things, Joe Smith did a story about, he talked to John Tortorella. Uh, mm-hmm. About Marty and he had and, him in as a consultant at one point. Yeah, in yeah, and in fact, Torch wanted him to be an assistant coach in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And so, people who know him, who really know, truly know him, much better than I know him, yeah. think he's going to be really good at this. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, obviously, like I said, the team's bad, but I hope he makes it because he's an interesting guy and he's a really good guy. I like him a lot. He's an he's a he's a good person. It seems like, though, the greater the player, the harder it is for them to succeed as coaches. In other words, I don't know, you know, I know Gretzky was like in the front office, right? But, but whatever the sport well, Gretzky is. Coach, yeah, Gretzky coached briefly. Coach, yeah, yeah and it was, briefly. Nah, but you're right. Like, if you look at some of the top coaches around the league, they're, they're typically not. Now, I covered a guy, Jacques Lemaire, when I was mm-hmm. in Minnesota, mm-hmm. who was, he's a Hall of Fame player, and right. he's, right. he's just a brilliant coach. Larry Robinson, who's a Hall of Fame player, he was a coach. But you're you're right, Rick. You're talking that's rare. It's and it seems like it's in every sport, right? I mean, there aren't that many. I mean, you look at some of the best managers in baseball. They weren't great. Kevin Cash, Kevin Cash yeah. was a good manager. You know, I don't. He wasn't a great player. Joe Madden didn't even play at the major right. level. I right. don't think so. You look around it. It's 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 unusual for great players to to be. Um, to be great, it's just it just doesn't happen that they're they're great coaches. Oftentimes, and the old story goes, and remember, you can tell the old stories about like Ted Williams who tried to be a manager and wasn't very good at it. It's because they get frustrated because no one's as good as them. What was exactly? The old, remember, Bob Gibson was a pitching coach, and he came out to the mom one time, and 
Guy was in a jam. He goes, just throw three fastballs outside corner. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. The guy's like, yeah, great, Bob. I don't have a 99-mile-an-hour fastball like you did. Like, So... Yeah. I, ho- I hope it works out though, because I like Marty a lot. I mean, you got so they got Lecavier Le- Le- is going to be the assistant GM. It looks like. I mean, what's next? Is Frederick Modine going to come in? Is Rusan <laughs> Fenatenko? There's an old poll. Brad Brad Richards is going to be. Uh, I did hear his name somewhere in the organization. Right? Brad Richards, yeah. I mean, what do I we like got Brad here? Richard. I know that's uh, Chris Dingman. I mean, yeah, that would be that would be. Uh, I think Chris Dingman. Bring me, it's kids. the 4 Lightning are moving to Montreal, <laughs> and I know that. Stuart Sternberg had the idea first, right? I mean, I, I mean, somehow this Montreal thing, I think, is 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 embedded here with the Tampa Bay Lightning former players. I think they. I have not talked to anybody. I have not talked to Stu. I have not talked to anybody with the Rays. But I got to believe Stu's going to go scorched earth on people because, <laughs> man, two years and then everybody was like, "Yeah, I think it work. I think it work." Yeah, and it's all a great idea. One day, like, no, not you're not a great idea. That. Yeah, no, we <laughs> that's good. It's it. sort of like when you're a little kid, like you ask your you ask your dad, like, "Hey, can I go a con- to this concert?" Like, "Yeah, we'll see. We'll see." Yeah, maybe. Then the, the day of the concert, like, "You're not going there. What are you talking about?" Right. I was never going to let you go. Did you really believe that I was going to let you? I just wanted you to clean up your room. You know, that's like, right. That's right. Yeah, I well, I thought no, really. Oh, okay. So, what do you think about the Lightning? Is that their cup team? They're good. they have a chance, right? You know, of course they do. They they have the like the tied for the best record. I can't right? explain what or who they are or what the culture is over there or how they do it, what they do. But I think, you know, it starts. Obviously, it's a great organization with that you know Benick has created but there's another thing like I first of all when you got the greatest goaltender in the world like the other solves night solves a lot of problems the other night they were playing in New Jersey and they played horribly for like the first I don't know 30 minutes yes they did I mean it was just terrible and they're playing a team that they're clearly better than and New Jersey scored three fairly quick goals and and yet they could have scored eight or nine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this guy kept them in the game, Veslevsky, like nobody's business. And then of course they changed up some lines. And they started, okay, guys, let's go play now. And they scored like six unanswered or something, and they win six to three. But I was wondering, like, if you took him out of the net, right? If you had an average at best, but an average goaltender, an average run of the mill NHL goaltender, how good are the Lightning? I mean, the, the, the silly answer is not nearly as good as they are now. I don't think we can we can uh, overstate how important it is to have that goalie, Rick. Just it, the added, not just as far as like how many goals he stops and and how much he keeps you in games where, like the other night, where yeah. you sort of piddle around for half a, half a game Period and, and half, still have yeah. a, and still have a chance to win because your goalie plays unbelievable. But I just think it gives you an attitude, Rick. It gives you a swagger that. That teams that don't have that goalie mm-hmm. uh, don't have. I he the the, the what he re, who reminds me most of, and this is this is going to go really old school here. This reminds me a lot of the old Edmonton Oilers, where you had Grant Fuhr in that, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of games where Grant Fuhr would give up three or four goals, and they'd win six four. But when the, when it really got to crunch time, you knew you could count on him. And mm-hmm. there were nights where you had to win two one or one nothing, and mm-hmm. he could do that for you too. So. You're right. He's the best goalie in hockey right now. I trust him more, and that's why I give them a chance to win. But, Rick, I'm telling you, this Eastern Conference, pretty much the eight teams that are going to make the playoffs, we already know who they are. 
No, yeah. we're just playing out the season. Unless yeah. somebody goes on, some, you know, if Detroit happened to go on like some incredible run here, yeah. maybe they have a chance to catch somebody. But Or if somebody really falls apart and falls out of it. But of the eight teams in it, Rick, all eight of them, I can make a case for all eight can win the cup. The two, if the playoffs started right now, the two wild card teams, wild card teams now, would be Boston and the Washington Capitals. Jeez, think about that. Those teams yeah. are loaded. Yeah, and and uh, some nights I'll watch. And I'm like, you know what? I think Florida's the best team in the East. And then the next night I'll go, no, nah, you know what? I think it's Carolina. And then all of a sudden, I don't know how Pittsburgh's in first place, but they are. And some nights I really like the Rangers. And then one of these years, Toronto's going to break through. And then, of course, I put the Lightning right up there with anybody. I, uh, I think if this year's Lightning played last year's Lightning, last year's Lightning would win. But I still like this year's team a lot. I like them a lot. And I think if, if – if, so if you agree that they got the best goaltender, or at least the, I think he's the best in the NHL, and then you go to the defense and you go, well, I mean, certainly top three, top four defender in Victor Hedman. Yes. Uh, and then you go to – you know, in terms of scoring and playmaking, I mean, Kucherov, MVP type player, right? I mean, just the, and in, then, in, in, you know, Braden Looks Point. like he hasn't, uh, you could not tell me he had surgery and missed. No. No, not at all. And just the plays he makes. And, and so just that core right there and then all And you the, told me, if you'd have told me two years ago, Rick, that Steven Samkos would be doing what he's doing now, unbelievable. I never, never would have believed it. It's unbelievable. He looks like he's found the fountain of youth. Exactly. And it's final yeah. and it's a, it's just a testament. It's a little bit like Brady. It's a testament to how hard he works yeah. to keep in really good condition. But yeah, you look at this team, Rick. That core right there and they've done it now two years in a row. Yeah. They got a really good coach and they got a I'm I'm not sure they're done. I think they might add a piece here if they can How would they not How would you count them out, right? Like exactly. you, somebody's got to slay the dragon, right? They're going to be they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be two times defending Stanley Cup champions. And depending on their health, let's assume that all the guys that are playing now are healthy enough to play in the postseason. Are you not going to favor the Lightning? Are you, I mean, and I know what you're saying about Florida. I've watched them. I know what you're saying about some of these other teams. Um, and they've, they've struggled against a couple of them, too. But I, am I right about this? They haven't lost two games at home in a row. That, or, I, I don't know if that that's right? true, but it sounds about right. Here's the thing. Rick. Two games in general in a row. They haven't lost two in regulation all year. Is that what two it is? Regulation. regulation. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If they get – and you're right, Rick. I mean, there are a lot of good teams out there, and they're all pretty evenly matched. But it, but if it, it's a toss-up. If ever, if we ever get into a series, you're like, eh, I could go either way. Usually you lean towards, okay, who has the better goalie? Well, right, right. There you go. Who has the right. better And – the next thing, okay, who has the better goalie? Then I would say, well, who has the best defense? Or who has the best who has the best player after that? And I would mm-hmm. probably take Kucherov as much as I would take anybody. Now sure. you have, look, you have Ovechkin's a tremendous player and Crosby, Crosby still can play. And, and mm-hmm. you have, you know, the, the Bruins. I, I think Patrice Bergeron is as good a two-way player as there is. I mean, everybody's got, everybody's got somebody. Yeah. But this team, man. I, and I wasn't expecting it, Rick. I thought... Early this season, I thought, eh, there's something missing. They don't look right. And I know Kucherov was out, but I, there was something I didn't like about him. Um, but now the only thing that, that, that I would worry a little bit about, and Steve, you watch him every night, is I really like their, their top four defensemen, but I think, once, I think you're going to have to play those guys a ton come the postseason, mm. unless the Cal Foots and, and people like that really step up. Well, you need Zach Bogosian back. Yeah. And That's he's, true. you know, they're hoping for early March for him, which is really only three more games at this point. So, 
Right. Um, but he's been out most of the season. Got hurt, what, opening night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's come back for a few games, but that's it. Uh, if he's your sixth defenseman, then I think you're okay. Cal Foot's improving and getting it. better. I, I still – look, at, at the end of the day, someone's got to beat the Lightning. Someone's got to beat Andre Vasilevsky four times in seven games. Right. That's not easy to do. I wonder how the – and the lines could be shuffled a little bit, but how the kid line performs in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Taylor Radish, saw... Boris Kachuk. Right. You know, how are those guys – I mean, they're having a good regular season, and they're developing, and they're growing. But we know the playoffs are a different animal. How are and they going to hold year, up in the playoffs? And you look at last year, yeah, that, that, fourth, that fourth line really mm-hmm. like, was really solid last year in the playoffs. You know, so I, I, you know, I think Julian Breesboss probably trying to add another piece. They have a salary cap crunch. It's dollars in for dollars out this right. year. And they have no player. The other part is they have no players that are, uh, you know, not waiver eligible. So right. if they add somebody, they've got to send someone out for salary Try cap reasons if nothing else. To, yeah. Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, they're going to get claimed. You're going to lose that player. So it's, it's a balancing act how they're going to do that. But if they add a piece, but. Yeah, they've been they've been incredible, and Pat Maroon going for his fourth straight Stanley Cup is just unbelievable, ridiculous, right? Hey, set on the downtown streets of the Sunshine City, my hometown, St. Petersburg, it's the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding, and it kicks off Florida's spring break season with some high speed excitement. For race information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Com. Another racing season is getting ready to start right here in St. Petersburg. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, get you out on this one real quick. We're uh, baseball guys. We love baseball. We want to see baseball. Pitchers and catchers would normally be uh, stretching their arms and legs and whatever else they stretch these days. They're going to screw this up, Tommy. We're not – you know me. I'm a glass is half empty guy all the time. They, they are <laughs> – they're not going to start this season on time, and whatever that brings them in terms of uh, bad mojo, so be it for Major League Baseball. I agree, Rick. And here's the thing right now is is usually the fans will, will start putting pressure, and the media starts putting pressure on everybody to get a deal done. Right now, uh, there's so much else going on mm-hmm. uh, that I don't think anybody no, – no one's going to miss it now. Now, that – when pitchers and catchers are supposed to report and or spring training is supposed to start, there'll be those opening those first days where you're like, oh, we should be opening spring training today. But I mean, with March Madness is coming up soon, and you yeah. got the Masters after that, free agency, the draft, free agency, the draft in the NFL. Rick, even to this day, you you'll turn on ESPN in the morning, and they would rather talk about where Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year than than anything else. Um, I don't hear anything about baseball, even though, I mean, I know there's not much to report in terms of these meetings, but really no one is talking about Major League Baseball right now. No. Now, maybe when people start losing paychecks, that's that's usually what, uh, you know. That's when, when the rubber start, meets the road. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I think both time, both 
sides are going to be stubborn about this. I don't. It's to the point, Rick. I don't even care. I don't. Even, it's, usually in past labor disputes, I sort of had deep down. You you tend to most of us tend to side with players because yeah. the owners have so much money, but I don't even care. Just like just get it done, and if you don't, then I'll watch the NBA playoffs. I'll watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'll, I'll do I'll do something else. I don't have time for your for your junk. Like you need to figure it out. It seems like there's enough money for everybody on on both the players and the owner's side. They just have to decide how to cut the pie, and that's always what labor negotiations come down to, right? Um, but I know that depending on what they put in here could affect the smaller market teams, and the Rays could be disproportionately affected by whatever new agreement they have and years of service and when guys go to arbitration and all of that's going to matter to the Rays especially. Um, but it's sad because they have a good young team with some real young superstars, Wander Franco and Rosarena and guys like that that you want to see. Um, and, you know, they're having to, to go through this. So I – does I it try feel and, like that that thing was like a the the playoff series against Boston was like five years ago, hundred years ago, <laughs> hundred years ago. I, in fact, I was in Boston when when uh, Boston was was making uh, the postseason to to then play the Rays, um, and and that seems like two hundred years ago. That's when that's when Brady that, went back. To Boston. Brady went back to Boston this year. Like, does that? Doesn't that seem like he went back there like two years ago or something? Like it was it this does. year. It also, what's weird, and I'm sure New England fans don't feel this way, it also feels like it's been like 10 years since Brady played for the Patriots. <laughs> right? I'm used to him in a Bucks uniform. I will watch videotape of him, and they'll show him playing with the Patriots, and I go, oh, that looks weird. <laughs> I know. Right? Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's old tape. That's he's he's in the Ring of Honor, right? He goes into the Ring of Honor. Oh right? yeah, automatically, absolutely. I, yeah, there's a stat. Where's the statue? They got to put a statue up, right? Statue. I, I'm going to predict, and actually, when he hired him, he was hoping this would be the case. But uh, I'm going to predict that Bruce Arians gets one, and that Tom Brady gets one. I have advocated. Tell me if you think this is, should be the way it goes. No statue of Tom Brady. It shouldn't be the Peyton Manning, you know, in the famous, you know, cock the arm back pose with a helmet. No, 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 no. No statue of Tom Brady should be. Uh, uh, made or commissioned for the Buccaneers in front of Raymond James unless it includes a boat and a, <laughs> a Lombardi trophy being suspended over a body of water that they can dig right through in a trench um, through the south parking lot over there by Buccaneer Beach. I'm telling you, that is the only statue I want to see of Tom Brady tossing that Lombardi trophy across a body of water to Cam Brayton, another boat. That's what that I want to see. It would be absolutely perfect. Didn't he... Uh... Then he said, "Did you see the, what he put on Twitter the other day when he said to Matthew Stafford because yeah, it's great. Stafford was like smoking a garden, you know, obviously drinking, slurring, and everything." And he's like, yeah. "Drink, drink water, trust me." <laughs> and I think Arians, it should be he should be in a golf cart. I would like to see him in a golf. Oh, I think no. if that the statue is a golf cart, <laughs> don't you? I think it would be. Yeah, perfect. well, that's that's how I remember him for sure. The greatest two years, Rick, of Tampa Bay sports history, the, uh, clearly. We'll yeah. never match it. It feels like the end. If he leaves and never plays again, or plays somewhere else, you know, let's let's not forget like that whole like goodbye on Instagram was all about the Bucks. So you know, there's that theory out there that that was that yeah was goodbye. I think he'd but here's said the, Rick, if he's gone for if he's gone for good, and it was it would boy what a ride it was. But it was you know throw throw in the 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 Rays. Going to the playoffs too, you go into World Series and then making the playoffs the other year and then lighting winning two Stanley Cups. I mean, we've lost title time. Los Angeles owns it again, but 
it was uh it was, it was unbelievable it was a, just an incredible ride i just i you know i there is a a and I, it's not me personally although i you know when you're in when you're kind of in it you you sort of understand looking back what it was like but i for the fans of of the bucks and and you're right to some degree the rays and the lightning like there's a there is a sort of mourning period where you go man that was fun and it was way too fast you know like when you're in it it doesn't seem that way but when you look back at it you go that was just a streak you know like that whiz by in front of us and did that really happen you know did that really happen right. tom brady came here and he won a super bowl and he almost went back to another one uh and and walked out on top of his profession with the most passing yards the most touchdowns and said i'm good thanks tampa bay um see in canton and what a class that'll be in 2027 by the way because i expect rob gronkowski is going to retire as well i don't think there's any question in my right. mind about that and so you're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Richard Sherman, most likely. Um, the list goes on, but jeez. It's unbelievable. And I, and I actually think, too, Rick, the last two years, and I'm sure you'll write about this at some point down the road, or, you know, or a bunch of people write about is what these two years have meant for Brady's legacy. I mean, I think up until the last two years, he was seen as sort of this, not necessarily a robot, but, you know, he's part of New England and mm -hmm. and. You know, he was he didn't say much and it was cheater. He, yeah, cheater, deflategate, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he came here and then you talk about the boat parade and you talk about you know, mm -hmm. he was just a different guy. Robbie like and Gronk. Really really yeah, really kicked back and really had fun and we started to get more insight and he did the man in the arena stuff and it was we just it's like, Oh, it's a real guy. He's not a robot. He's a, he sanitized. He's a, I think he sanitized his reputation in many ways and showed a side of him and let people in on a side of him that has always been there for his teammates and, and coaches, but that we didn't get to see because of New England and because of the Patriot way and all of that. Um, and, and, and he found his voice and he said that many times. It's like, look, I, you know, it wasn't unintentional. I mean, he wanted to live differently. He wanted to see another side of the NFL and he found that there are more ways to win. You don't have to do it the Patriot way. There's other ways to win, too, and still be very serious about your craft and get guys to come along with you and all of that, and, but have more fun. And, uh, and he's certainly enjoying the weather. He certainly enjoys Florida. He's going to retire here, I think, probably in Miami in their forever house down there. Um, but, yeah, he uh, – uh, and, and in the few interactions I had, I'm telling you, there's not a more humble celebrity quarterback, like celebrity anything uh, in sports – um, than, than Tom Brady. Um, and again, he keeps his circle very small and he's very corporate and it's not like I'm not going to ever sit down and have beers with him, I don't think. But um, in terms of just his, you know, uh, humility, for a guy as big as he is, his humility and self-deprecation self and things like that um, are really next level. And he does care about his teammates and a lot of guys in his position wouldn't because they're half his age. They're, they're, some of them aren't as old as his career. Uh, and yet he, he, uh, you know, the, the stories are famous about him coming up and saying, Hey, uh, I'm Tom Brady. And everybody's like, yeah, no blank. You are, you know, like, um, <clears throat> I've watched you since the time I was a baby. So do you see that. the clips by the way, of Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl? There was a clip going around the other day where during oh, yeah, the he's game, walking up to guys like Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller yeah. Like, Hey, I'm yeah. Joe. You know, yeah. hey, and Joe. it was, yeah, I'm Joe. No, good to meet you. Yeah, Burrow. I'm not saying Burrow's going to be next Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong. 
Yeah. He reminds me a little bit, though, of that the same way as the humble and yeah. not big. Although he's got, and, and, you know, Tom always had an edge. All the great players or athletes have edges to him, right? They all, yeah. you know, he walks around with the 199 draft yeah, card yeah. in his pocket and all that. So he's got an edge. I think Burrow is edgy. But I think Burrow has a swag to him. Well, for sure. That, that I'll, we, I'll tell you, know you, you I mean? wear that suit in the game, you got to win. I'm just saying. You got to wear it out when you lose. <laughs> I mean, I know, that's where yeah, the confidence least, comes from, right? At least he lost a hat when he walked out. Like, it's <laughs> a little bit like a walk of shame. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to explain <laughs> to you what the walk of shame is, Tom. You've taken it many times with me. Um, but, it, but yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's like, well, you wore it in, buddy. Guess what? Those are your clothes <laughs> coming out, too. You got to get on the bus in that, in that outfit. Um, but yeah, I just, I, he, he kind of, and am I wrong? Is, does he not look like Macaulay Culkin just grew up? That's yeah, no, he does. Yeah, I, for sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's something like that. Keep but. the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, gosh, darn it. Uh, Tom, I, I, you know, I don't know what, what, what I said, what it was wrong to get you off the show, uh, not come back on a podcast. I don't want to relive I it. I don't want to rehash it. Yeah. Just move I know. On. Well, we can't. The lawyers. NDA. The NDA. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll I, see. I don't know. I, this might have been a one time thing. I got to That's okay. But if it was, it, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's. What uh, will happen first? Will Tom Brady throw another NFL pass or will I be back on the, uh, the uh, podcast? One, one will happen again. I wonder which one. Well, Tom. Everybody wants to know, are you coming back on Sports Day Tampa Bay? Well, You've you never been a seven-time <laughs> Sports the Writer of the Year award. Never say never. Jim, Jim. Gray. That's, that's the way I feel about it. Never say never. We'll see what the future is. And that reminds us, has a certain ring. And ring doorbell brought to you by um, Tom. It's been a great podcast. Let's do it again next year. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> hey, folks, don't forget the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding is happening this February 25th through the 27th. For race tickets and information, go ahead and visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Oh, man. That was a lot of fun, man. Thanks for coming on. I don't know that we'll talk again, but um, yeah, no, no. appreciate but, it. And, and check out. Just before we go, to check out his newsletter, which I have read extensively now, and he, the man does a lot of work on on Pointer dot org. It's a a daily newsletter. It's a great media column, uh, all all media, um, including sports. Um, but it's really well done. You guys got to check that out, Tom Jones. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Tommy. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.